0: Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show.
1: And I'm Paige Wesley.
0: And with us we have...
1: Andre Gazzetta! Yay!
0: Yay. We've got a great episode for you from here in the bunker. Um, We're deep underground. It's a real goofy episode. Um, There's a little bit of suspense, and you will be on the edge of your seal for a long time, but... um, yeah i think you're all gonna really enjoy this one um but before we get started we have some news and reviews Uh, Our first news is obviously that we have a Patreon.
2: Yay! Get it, girl!
0: Patreon is a great way to support us, if you can, during these trying times at patreon.com slash cultpodcast. Although, if you can't support or if you are currently a Patreon member and you need to cancel your membership for a while, we will totally understand and won't ever hold that against you in the slightest. We have a bunch of great tiers, and for five dollars a month, you get access to our bonus show, the Speculation Zone.
1: We recently just released uh, the Book of Revelation, but then the next one coming up is the Antichrist, mm-hmm. and then after that will be people who tried to bring the Antichrist into this world, and the Antichrist in pop culture.
0: Very, very good stuff. Uh, and before we get into this episode, we have a five-star review. <laughs> Uh, This one comes to us from Revolver Hill, which is the deadliest hill to bike on. Um, And they say, hilarious podcast. This show is overtly hilarious. Gator this and French that. How is this even legal? I find the humor in this podcast amusing and endearing. I wonder if there's any legal recourse for people who have... (laughs) who leave one star reviews i've been emotionally scarred after reading all the rude and hurtful words and things they wrote after they listened to maybe five minutes of one episode seriously this is my favorite podcast the hosts have amazing chemistry and do their research unlike some other podcasts that we won't name here Praise Jesus for the Dome. I
1: I love that. I love that that was in response to somebody
0: who called us (laughs) racist. A a
1: real bad one star post that said we were
2: racist against white people.
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, that's my favorite, honestly, (laughs) favorite review. If you haven't left a review, go to the review section, read that review, and then write a good review.
0: (laughs) Yeah, leave a five star review. That'd be awesome. And remember
2: that
1: white people are
0: doing fine.
1: Yeah. They can take it. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, without any further ado, let's get into the show. Hello. Hello. Hello.
1: <laughs> Don't drink the cool. these, These are, are our, our opinions. opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley,
0: and I'm Armando Torres. And
1: with us, we have Andrea Gazzetta! Yay! Yay! And it's Armando's week.
0: It bow, is. Bow, bow, bow. Hello. You? Yes, I um I have been kind of compiling a a few different uh, research documents for Cult Podcast recently. And I have been working on two of them in particular that I'm very excited for. Uh, And then I realized that the endings of these stories are very sad. And I thought that it might be better if we went with an episode that has a much goofier overall tone to it.
1: Support it. I support yeah. it. Highly support.
0: This is one of the most buck wild ass stories that I've ever come across. And I'm really, really excited to share it with y'all. Yay. Um, so before we jump into it, our sources for this episode are the article A Nation's Fate is Sealed by Jonathan Watts. The chapter When Prophets Fail to Fail by Salvador Jimenez from the book How Prophecy Lives. The book, Freedom, Religion, and the Making of the Modern State in Japan by Yijang Ziong. The book, Discovery of the Heart by Takahashi Shinji. And a write-up on Study.com by Nate Sullivan. So, we're going to kick off today's episode... A long time ago in a land far, far away.
1: How far away?
0: Japan in 2003. (laughs) (laughs) I thought thought it
1: was going to be way longer
0: ago. Yeah. No.
1: (laughs) Before we get into this, this is my favorite thing to do whenever it's a time when we were all alive. Mm -hmm. Armando, how old were you in 2003? In
0: 2003, I would have been seven years old.
1: I got my driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> How old are you, Andrea?
1: 15. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I turned 16 at the end of 2003. Yeah.
0: So I was in second grade. Um, I still remember Miss Shamrock was my teacher.
1: Is that her real name?
0: Uh, I think so. I'm pretty sure. God, it'd be weird if it was a bit, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: one time i forgot to let the fairies out of the bread and (laughs) here
0: we are uh that's a reference to the fact that a lot of irish bread recipes include letting the fairies out of the bread
1: i've been on a bread exploration (laughs) tour while i'm in quarantine Mm -hmm. and it has included finding many fairy-based recipes
0: yeah um japan in 2003 much like fairies and bread were not having a good time Mm. north korea had just gotten nukes A SARS outbreak was sweeping through the nation. I
1: do remember that.
0: The economy was absolutely in the toilet. And worst of all, Too Fast, Too Furious had just hit theaters.
1: (laughs) And Tokyo Drift was the next one.
0: I know. A resurgence. So it would get worse. (laughs) (laughs) But through all the panic and bullshit, one person, or should I say one being, was helping the people of Japan through it all. A wild bearded seal named (laughs) Tama-chan. Originally from the Bering Sea, this furry water puppy somehow found his way into the Tama River in the country's capital of Tokyo. So in Japanese, Chan denotes a uh, child or a female family member. And so Tama-chan is literally... Child of the Tama River, which makes it so much more adorable. It's so cute. Really? Look at him. He's got a little mustache. He's yes. just a majestic little water puppy.
1: It's like Sealford Brimley. <gasps> Wilfred Swimley.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good name. What's
1: Wilfred Swimley. Wilford Brimley has a mustache like that. Oh.
2: Diabetes. Oh, that guy.
0: So people went nuts for this bearded boy. Local authorities granted Tamachan full access to the capital's waterways, and the nearby Nishi Ward office made Tamachan a legal resident of Japan and presented him (laughs) with an actual authentic certificate of residency.
1: What did he do with that certificate? Where would he hang it? What is
2: going on? Did they laminate it? It's
1: going to go in the water.
2: (laughs) I want to know what happens when he is selected for jury duty. (laughs) 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 <laughs> or elected mayor.
0: <laughs> oh, Tamachan, you sentenced him to death again. That's what a lot of people don't know. Tamachan's staunch Republican.
2: <laughs>
0: now, not everyone was thrilled about this little wet weasel. Tamachan had some enemies. Like What? The- like the group of foreign-born locals who had lived in Japan for years but were still being denied their own certificates of residency.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say sharks. Yeah,
2: I guess... Yeah, I can see how if you're a longtime resident, it's a real flipper to the face. (laughs) That agreed.
0: That was pretty good. If they were denying you access to a certificate of residency and then suddenly just some fucking seal shows up and they're like, oh, we'll make him a full blown citizen. Are you fucking kidding? That's got to be like. so. I would
2: riot in the streets. They didn't riot. If it was not a pandemic.
0: Instead. The group, about a dozen strong, painted whiskers on their face and put flippers on their feet and marched to the Nishi Ward office in protest.
1: Foot flippers seems like counterintuitive to marching. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just picturing, like, I have had to walk in flippers to snorkel before, and that's... Yeah. I mean, that's one way to do things, I guess.
0: What do we want? (sniffs) Better shoes.
2: (laughs) When do we want them? (laughs) Now. As soon as possible, please. Thank you so much. (laughs)
0: Then there was the environmentalist outfit that went by the name the Society that Thinks About Tamachan.
2: Okay, that's that's the real name.
0: That is the real name of this group.
2: In fairness, it's a it's a translation from Japanese, so like there are a lot of unnecessary words. That's
0: true.
1: True, but also hilarious name. Since he showed up, are they like, how did this happen? What are the ecological consequences of a seal making its way here? Can it live here?
0: That's basically what they did. They claimed that an Arctic seal wouldn't survive in the sweltering heat of the polluted rivers in Tokyo. Uh, And according to them, it was time for the burly boy to be booted back to the Bering Bay.
2: Ah, alliteration. That was so good.
0: Thank you. But as pissed off as both of those groups were, neither the society that overthinks their name or (laughs) what I'm calling the foreign furries. Oh, my God. Neither one of those groups had the balls to actually do something about their beef. To go after a seal so popular that the prime minister takes photos with him just to boost his approval rating, you'd have to be absolutely insane.
1: Imagine if that would boost you're like to take a picture with a seal
0: would yeah and he needed it because everyone fucking hated the prime minister of japan in 2003
1: i'm not against his policies but his seal pictures (laughs) i'll vote for him
0: (laughs) well in march of 2003 one of japan's crazier collectives was ready to make their debut a caravan of white vans pulled up to the tama river one very early spring morning Person after person filed out of van after van, each one of them expressionless, dressed in all white, and carrying some big-ass nets. They were ready to go hunting, and it was seal season, baby. Oh
1: my what? god! What? What? Is Tomochon going to be okay? Cool with- podcast! I don't like Spadam! it! No.
0: What a way to fucking start an episode, huh? Now I- you're invested. Now you've got to keep listening to I'm- see if tamo okay. I'm
1: worried about tamo
0: So, Japan has a lot of new religions, and as we've kind of covered before, a lot of it has to do with how they were granted religious freedoms in the first place. Prior to the end of World War II, the country's official religion was something that the United States called State Shinto. Technically, State Shinto is not an actual religion. However, Shinto is. And to summarize very quickly, Shinto or Shintoism is the traditional Japanese practice of shamanic rituals and ancestral worship. And believers worship thousands of beings known as kami that exist both in our plane of existence and in a realm only reserved for higher beings. So basically like Earth and then like the VIP section of a club. Gotcha. But towards the end of the 1800s, the Empire of Japan came up with a few notes for the religion. Uh, Mainly, they put forth the idea that the emperor and his family were all descendants of Amaterasu, the goddess of the sun and central figure in the religion of Shinto. Fancy we think that this is why they are the land of the rising sun in general is because.
2: Oh, interesting. It yeah. may be a part that's, of it. That's when their flag became the land of the rising sun. Yeah. yeah.
0: To put this into perspective, it's, this is like, if the president of the United States came out and started telling everyone that he was basically Jesus's cousin.
1: I mean, I'm not going to believe Jesus's cousin. I would accept a distant cousin of Chester, the cheetah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, that, that shit is, like, that move, though, is, like, textbook insecurity. Like, like, that happened to me in elementary school when I was a kid. This this kid uh, came up to me and he told me that his father was Tamachan. And then I found out he was lying. <laughs> <laughs> and so I kicked his seal ass. Uh,
1: my grandmother knew Wayne Newton. Really? Yes. There were pictures of my mom sitting on his lap as a child. And... I was not impressed with that as a kid until I learned, as I got older, that meant that they probably knew people in the mob.
0: Yeah. For those of you uh, that are wondering, Wayne Newton is uh, the founder of Fig Newtons. It's not. And the reason that they're so popular is because of their infamous ties to the mob.
1: Nah, he's a lounge singer who, most of you probably know him
2: more from the song they used in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to touch on this. The, the history of religious rulers and the idea that rulers are divinely ordained or related to divinity is a pretty ancient idea. You know, the Egyptians did it. The Greeks Hardcore. did it. Every, yeah. A lot of people did even it. Even it was mostly aliens, but yeah. Totally. <laughs> but, but even like England and Spain. Henry Eighth was inspired by god and would yeah. shouted at people all oh yeah time. i mean rulers have always kind of used god to back up their legitimacy because it you know nothing puts fear in you like the lord i guess exactly. or chester cheetah yeah accurate
0: so this new remix of shintoism uh was spread through training programs that pumped out shinto priests and gave them government funded shrines to preach at and it wasn't long before this new version of history made its way into Japan's curriculum. All students in Japan starting in 1890 were required to know their emperor's divine origins and performed an oath every day that offered themselves courageously to the state and to the imperial family. It's like when we were kids when we had to do the, the stat or the uh the pledge, the pledge of allegiance. Of allegiance. Uh-huh. But if part of the pledge of allegiance was like, and I'll die for you, Obama. Yeah, cause you were real one
1: Wow, uh I'm just realizing that Obama was only president when I was an adult and didn't have to do the pledge of allegiance. Yeah, same. Yeah. I voted for Obama. I, so. Yeah, that was the first time I got to vote. Um,
0: Obama was elected when I was in uh, middle school.
1: We we also had to at one point say the pledge to the Christian flag, which I do not remember. There's a
0: Christian flag? Yeah, and only I in don't Christian know that schools. Yeah,
1: only in Christian schools, and I don't know that Weird. it's all that popular even now anymore. There was a big push. Particularly, I think, in the 80s to towards patriotism.
0: Yeah, it's like any of that weird shit that we do here in America, but like also about a person specifically.
1: Hmm.
0: And when Hirohito was crowned Japan's emperor in 1926 when he was only 25 years old. Damn.
2: Oh, no. <laughs> this umpire about to get lit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Uh, his people regarded him like he was Jesus fucking Christ, honestly.
1: So if you guys had to pledge to a person, mm-hmm. who would it be? Straight up, Bernie Sanders. I'd be down.
0: Ooh, I,
1: I was going to say Tom Hanks. But... <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. Second choice, <laughs> Cardi B.
0: Oh. Uh, this is,
1: my mom and I were having this discussion because my mom is very frustrated by Cardi B. And I'm like, sometimes she makes sense. And my mom was like, this worries
2: me. But she's so funny.
0: I pledge allegiance to the Cardi.
1: <laughs> Coronavirus. Shit is gonna rule.
0: After about 30 years of this new Shinto reboot, worshipping the emperor was less like a religion thing and more of your civic duty. It was just something that you did to show that you were patriotic.
1: Like you got to go to the DMV, but then also pay your respects. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The line.
0: And this is the situation that American General Douglas MacArthur was describing when he came up with the term state Shinto after World War II. It turns out, like most gods, Emperor Hirohito was pretty dog shit at making decisions. He had decided to partner with two little boys called Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini.
1: Axis power. And then
0: for some reason, he thought a surprise attack on Pearl Harbor would stop the United States military. Oh, man. For Japan, World War II was a devastating embarrassment. In 1945, General Douglas Teach Me How to Dougie MacArthur.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god!
0: What do you guys? That's his real nickname. It's
1: not. And all I keep thinking is, if they instead of doing Pearl Harbor had just waited, heart
2: disease would have gotten. Oh yeah! So true
0: so general douglas teach me how to dougie macarthur was given the job of essentially running japan on behalf of the united states and lucky for the emperor the general decided that hirohito needed to be around to run it smoothly in theory this alliance should have been a slam dunk all of japan's blame would be put on one general hideki tojo The emperor would be absolved of all of his war crimes, and he would even get to stay emperor. And the United States would have all of its ideas spoken from the mouth of a man that the country regarded as a Christ-like figure. In practice, however, the relationship was super complex and petty as all fuck. General Douglas, or Snoop Dougie Doug to his friends, (laughs) was a Baptist who couldn't stand to see someone pretending to be a god. So he undermined the emperor every chance that he got. He released a picture of himself next to the emperor where he is towering over Hirohito and forced every newspaper in the country to print the photo. Jeez,
2: the funniest, that's petty as hell. The funniest part is by today's standards, both those men are so much shorter than our yeah. mom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He was probably like maybe 5'11".
0: yeah. And he also put an end to state Shinto and implemented religious freedom, but then he also publicly asked America to send 10,000 Christian missionaries to Japan. The result of General Douglas and the D is for Phenomenal, MacArthur's. <laughs> These are his official nicknames. Come on, guys. They
1: are not. It's
2: definitely Nate Duck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. How is that the one I missed? I would
2: say his mixtape is on fire, but that was actually most of Hiroshima. Oh, so Jesus. And Nagasaki. And Nagasaki.
0: Oh, my God. And the, it's your fault. The result of the general's uh, pettiness was the perfect storm for creating more cults. You have a long history of emperor worship, ending with the realization that you've just been idolizing a regular tiny-ass dude, and a weird connection to American politics that will come into play time and time again later. One of the groups born from General Doug's perfect storm was Takahashi Shinji's God Light Association. Takahashi was born one year after Emperor Hirohito rose to power and even fought in the Emperor's War after he whipped up a batch of his famous bad decisions. (laughs) Nice. In fact, Takahashi Had even dropped out of middle school to attend something that the government called Army War College. Is this kind of like the Hitler youth? i don't know uh it sounds like it was just a fancy name for a place where they train soldiers that are going to have specific jobs okay because like from what i've been able to read you couldn't even take electives there the only one that they had was art but it was the art of war no. Ba-da-boom! Ba-da-boom! from the backcourt baby Two points it, it it was it was it was a the army war college was a place where they would train people to have specialized jobs because he wasn't going to be um he wasn't going to be a soldier he was going to be an aerial navigator specifically interesting so, so was, he
1: was going to find the mermaids
0: yes exactly <laughs> um however after 1945 takahashi realized that the man he had devoted his life to was kind of a fraud and he spent the next several years developing his own beliefs on humanity and our connection to the gods, both in our plane and beyond.
2: Idea Pitch, real quick. It's a show, it's a reality show where you get to decide whether they're a god or a fraud. And it's just called God or Fraud.
0: Ooh, and it's hosted by the, the, the people who made that show What Not to Wear because <laughs> i just love the subtle ways that they judge people with their eyes like all they have to do is turn they're looking you in the eye and then they look down 45 degrees and then you feel like shit for the rest of your life
1: true story time one time i went to go see the band uh steel panther uh-huh in hollywood and we dressed up as if it was 80s hair metal times too. awesome it fits it's Steel panther yeah. and the club after had like just turned into like a normal club and so we stayed and danced for a bit and a lady came up to me and she was like hey I'm a casting producer and I was like okay and she's like do you want to be on a show and I was like what's the show She was like what not to wear <laughs> and I was like bitch there was an 80s costume show before this she I was like she's like oh so you don't dress like this all the time and I was like no one does you crazy bitch and then she left me alone
0: i like to think that that wasn't a casting director and she was just
1: trying to nag me and
0: like 45 seconds before she was standing with her friends and go hey you see that hair metal bitch over there (laughs) i'm gonna ruin her night so takahashi believed that the universe is the source of all beings and all things and that everyone and everything that comes into existence is connected spiritually in one large cosmic consciousness to the, the best way to understand Takahashi's belief is to imagine the universe as a living being. Our solar system is like a small organ in this body. Our planet is like a cell. And we are a microscopic being that affects our tiny corner of the body. And that body is everything that's ever existed in the conceivable universe. And, and
2: one solar system is the butthole.
0: Exactly. But Isn't they edited that out for the theatrical <laughs> release. <laughs> The, the other thing, too, is the way that our bodies work by that thought process is very similar, according to Takahashi. In fact, if you were to harmonize your body with the body of our universe, you would actually be able to reach enlightenment. And those enlightened few would find themselves closer to the outer layer of the universe when they died, making them more like a god than what would essentially be a living, breathing diorama of the universe, which is what we are now in these current dumb fleshy bodies.
1: Has he tried a dessert dog? Because I feel like that's next on his list.
0: I feel like there was two things I could have done when I did acid and it was come up with a dessert dog or become some type of millionaire cult leader. And I really fucked up. I really yeah, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, bad. yeah.
1: You put all your eggs in that dessert dog basket. Mm,
0: but they were good, though. And they were Cadbury eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, why it's a
1: dessert dog. <laughs>
0: So, harmonizing yourself with the universe, though, was harder than getting the three of us to harmonize the word bye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good luck. That was great. (laughs) One of us is tone deaf every week. (laughs) Ba-ba-boom.
0: From right in front of you. (laughs) Um, not only did you have to open yourself up to the universe's spiritual frequencies, but the act of opening yourself up made you a target for evil forces that would try to make you get out of harmony. Uh, Does this
1: mean Andrea is evil?
0: <laughs> You're <laughs> the evil force getting us off of harmony?
1: I just can't hear good. Come on, guys. Oh, no.
0: It's affecting my pitch. Yeah. In this world, in this world we've just created, Superman is T Pain because he has auto tune. (laughs) He's always in pitch. Um, Unfortunately for the group, Takahashi really pushed himself to the limit. His movement was one of Japan's few new tax exempt religious organizations. His hardware manufacturing company held over 460 patents during his lifetime. And the man was putting out book after book after book.
1: Any weird patents or just normal shit?
0: All normal shit. He owned a very, very, very successful company that made hardware for computers.
1: Oh, so this there's, there's isn't like a, a helmet that looks like your hair scenario? No.
0: <laughs> Although I wish it was.
2: Low key, I was listening to a murder the other day. What? Like a, a podcast. Oh, okay. okay. I thought you, you were like said on lo- the street. <laughs> I was
0: listening to a murder the Sorry. other day. Side
1: note, we should rob our neighbors. They're dead. They won't miss it. That's
2: just what I call it. Anyway, I, li- I was listening to a murder podcast. And in the murder, the the murderer was a man who invented snap-on toupees. And he was a surgeon. And he would <gasps> essentially <gasps> surgically <gasps> implant no. snaps. And you could snap a toupee off. It's deeply disturbing. And I was like, I listened to the murder and I was like, this is the most upsetting fact is this snap on toupee <laughs> situation.
0: You can't put on hair like you close a jacket. That's not okay.
2: <laughs> I don't like it.
0: I hate it.
2: Yeah. Anyway, so I was hoping it was going to be some of those inventions, but computer This
0: is are. how Wait, you get us out of harmony. <laughs> For,
1: further question. Snaps have two parts. Yes. Mm-hmm. One is essentially a penetrative part and another is a receiving part mm-hmm. which part was on his head that's a, a great th- question i do because, not have answers to because if it's the penetrating part then that means when he's not wearing <laughs> wearing a
2: toupee he's got like a little metal nipple <laughs> yeah on his head. yeah and the worst thing is or he has a m- little metal hole i like, know the yeah. they're the not good
0: he looked like a terminator titty
2: <laughs> <laughs> why didn't he use velcro i don't know <laughs> so many questions we don't have answers oh to oh my god
0: luckily takahashi wasn't getting into any of that <laughs> bullshit <laughs> Although, unfortunately, according to those closest to him, Takahashi worked so hard on all of these various projects that he was only able to sleep for two to three hours a night every single night. Oh, my God. On June 25th, 1976, Takahashi Shinji's liver and kidneys failed and he was dead at the age of 48.
2: What the fuck? Damn. This is why you need to sleep.
0: No, no, yes. no, no. Here's what you do. I've come up with an invention where if one of your organs fail, we implant a, a little button thing, right? And then we snap in a <laughs> new snap liver. a new organ on? Like a coat You're jacket. You're not
2: an anatomy model. You can't just
1: do that. <laughs> I'm actively trying to die before the robot apocalypse. Hell yeah. Because they don't need bread. <laughs> I have no bargaining chips in that race.
0: With their leader gone, several high- up members of the Godlight Association tried to race for the crown. But one of Takahashi's students wasn't trying to take over the entire group. Yuko Chino, a prominent member in the Godlight Association, was able to convince several devoted members to splinter off and join her new sect, which focused on scientifically proving Takahashi's belief. The only problem was that no one outside of the group had ever heard of Yuko Chino. Hmm. Because she was born Hidemi Masuyama on January 26, 1934 in Kyoto, Japan. She changed her name in the 70s to give herself a more mystical appeal and also to hide her absolutely buck wild past. Hidemi's life, Had not started out great. It was like Japan in 2003. Um, (laughs) Except it wasn't. It was Japan in 1934. (laughs) Oh my. When she was only eight years old, her parents divorced and she was forced to move with her mom to Osaka. Uh, Usually when parents get divorced, you can be pretty certain that it wasn't the child's fault. Although I don't think this is the case here. Did
1: she try to get a snap on dad?
0: (laughs) Even as a child, people thought Hademi was crazy as fuck. The young girl claimed to have conversations with demons, where she would speak a nonsense language that neither her parents or she could understand, and neighbors even complained about her wandering the neighborhood at night naked and loudly singing to the stars.
2: Okay. Mm,
1: okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this seems like somebody who should maybe be in treatment or is legit possessed.
0: Yeah, I can't tell. It, I looked up some symptoms, and the thing is, is um, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I have done a lot of research <laughs> for this episode. <laughs> It sounds like it's possible. I'm not saying probable. I'm saying possible that she may have been suffering from a very rare case of schizophrenia that uh, starts in childhood Mm. because her symptoms and what we see later on are kind of like it, it fits into that hole. But there also could be the thing of like, I don't. I don't know this person. And she we only al-
1: have her recollections and things to yes, go on. We
0: don't. That's the thing is we just don't know.
2: She could have accidentally consumed lead paint chips or some other sort form of like. Yeah. Been she could poisoned have Van Gogh herself. But the thing is, children are super susceptible to environmental <laughs> toxins. So yeah. like if there's mold, if there's, you know, if there's something happening in her environment, that could also be a concern. Also, mm-hmm.
0: children are dumb as fuck and I've had to stop two babies from drinking Windex before. <laughs> Although to be fair, I shouldn't be putting straws in Windex. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> or lime slices <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it makes it look so good
2: why is the Windex bottle have a sippy cup top
0: <laughs> um, but what we do know though is as time went on Hademi's problems seemed to get worse and better at the same time to the public she was a top student at her university with a bright future but behind the scenes she was severely depressed and had been hospitalized at least once for a possible suicide attempt Despite the fact that Hidemi and her mother were both baptized church-going Christians, Ms. Masuyama decided that she would look into any spiritual group that even had a chance of helping out her daughter, and that's how Hidemi became a member of the Godlight Association. Everything clicked for Hidemi. She wasn't being attacked or possessed by demons. She was being attacked by evil forces that were just trying to get her out of harmony with the universe. It makes so much sense.
2: Obviously. Mm -hmm.
0: And by the 1970s, she had completely reinvented herself. Hidemi Masuyama became Yuko Chino, a spiritually enlightened prominent member of the God Light Association that focused primarily on finding a scientific explanation for Takahashi Shinji's beliefs. And after his death in 1977, Yuko founded Chino Shoho or the True Law of Chino.
2: Quick aside, like it's, you know, you kind of made the point that her mother was, was Baptist, but Mm -hmm. at this time there, this thing happens with a lot of Eastern religions where because they're not normalized to the idea of Christianity in the way that we are, like, like people that grow up Christian, they might change face to like Muslim or they might change face to like a Jewish faith because a lot of those have the same tenets of like, we're right. There's only us. There's one God. These are the beliefs. People that are raised in an eastern religion that have a pantheon of gods or spirits, a lot of times when they adopt Christianity, they sort of adopt it as another god. They don't see it as an exclusive religion if it's their first entry into the religion. Yeah. I wouldn't even limit that to the
1: east. I would just say people who are raised in a polytheistic tradition. Totally. Exactly.
0: And totally. I mean we've seen that time and time again with like syncretism with voodoo and um, with even some latin yeah, uh, religions. Yeah. Um so the two most popular religions in uh japan are uh shinto and buddhism and then after that are a few different sects of christianity and the top one is catholicism because of course and the second one is jehovah's witness that is their fourth biggest religion in japan because they really loved the idea of going door to door and having big meetings all the time like it was just the christianity where they were like oh we're already doing that shit so we'll just get that one then yeah, so, yeah, kind of, yeah. And again, the only reason that Shinto became the uh, like official Japanese um, religion for that time was because they were getting very nationalistic. And they were like, Buddhism comes from India, uh, so we don't want it. So we only want shit that's from Japan. And Shinto had originated in Japan, although it had some Chinese influence. But they got rid of that and only stuck to the parts of it being Japan. So they had built a religion that was, for all intents and purposes... Based around how awesome Japan was, totally. which isn't even what Christianity is for us. Like, imagine if Jesus was like in the Bible, he was like, you know what's kick ass, fucking Florida, dude.
2: I mean, that's <laughs> kind he of would never. I know. <laughs> that's kind of Mormonism a little
1: bit. That uh, the Book of Mormon is very American, and mm-hmm. so that is a a part of Mormonism in general is kind of a basis in the belief that jesus at one point came to america
0: that's pretty sick i'd watch that crossover in, in kind of a
1: different format than we're used to and more kind of like angels have come to america it's a whole thing sure it's it's one of those things where a lot of times If a religion is from where you're from,
2: there's a certain pride that comes with that. Oh, yeah. Part of the interesting thing, too, about Japan, the reason that Japan closed its borders is because in the early 1800s, America, Britain, all these people were coming in like, we'll show you Western. We'll trade you guns. We'll give you this. We'll give you that. But Japan saw all the countries around it essentially becoming imperialized. Where as soon as they started to open up trade relations, then eventually these large, larger European countries would take those countries over. And Japan decided to close its borders to all Western influence and become Japan-centered because they didn't want to lose their culture and they didn't want to lose their country to these outside influences. Yeah,
0: exactly. After Yuko Chino separated from the group, her and her followers just kind of faded into obscurity. Until March 2003, when they made national headlines for the attempted kidnapping of Japan's sweetheart, Tama-chan the Bearded Seal.
1: No! Oh my god, why? Is Tamo-chan okay?
0: <laughs> From the group's start in 1977 to the tamo incident in 2003, a lot of things about Yuko Chino and her mission changed. And this is where we see everything that we've learned so far kind of come together. General Douglas MacArthur's American influence, Takahashi's beliefs, and Yuko Chino's secret past. According to Yuko, over the last three decades she had led her group, she had become so in harmony with the universe that she had been granted special powers, including the ability to talk to the dead. She even bragged about chatting up people including Pope John Paul II and Audrey Hepburn. Noise, GP yeah. the Deuce. It's always such a weird. I like we saw this in Heaven's Gate where she was like, "I can contact anyone who's dead." I contacted an ancient Franciscan monk, and also Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> The, where they're like gotta gotta appeal to everyone i guess
2: the thing i never get though is like do these ghost people suddenly speak every language like how are you talking to them you know what i mean
0: well it's bullshit uh so yeah, there's that that's the best explanation. yeah no. <laughs> one of these spirits revealed an evil conspiracy to yuko and she wouldn't say which spirit told her but i hear that she found out at breakfast at her friend Tiffany's place. Ooh, Audrey Hepburn. During the Cold War, the USSR had planned to invade Japan and undo all of the influence America had passed on to the country. And using electromagnetic scalar waves, they would attack the country without its people even knowing. What? And when the Soviet Union fell, their mission was implanted into the minds of some left-wing extremist Japanese citizens using the same electromagnetic waves. And Yuko Chino announced the truth to the public sometime in 1993. And these Mm -hmm. Soviet sleeper cells were using power lines, broadcast signals, and secret devices to spy on, brainwash, and kill conservative japanese citizens
2: paranoid schizophrenia yeah did they have tinfoil for hats
0: basically okay in order to figure out a way to stop these secret soviets yuko Chino put together a task force of her smartest members and so she dubbed them the pana wave laboratories and gave them one mission figure out how to stop these goddamn electromagnetic waves I don't know if I need to explain this, but Yuko Chino slash Hidemi Masuyama was very, very, very sick. And I don't mean like she could do a kickflip. I mean, she was like (laughs) fucking paranoid beyond belief. No one was trying to kill her with made up weapons. And the quote unquote solutions that her group of nerds came up with were just bullshit that sounded kind of sciencey at best. The group started dressing in all-white because they believed that it would reflect the electromagnetic waves. They lived and traveled in a constantly moving convoy of white vans because that that way they could avoid being tracked or targeted by large-scale attacks. So, again, remember, they are a traveling group of people who live in white vans and wear all white every single day.
1: So they're the polyphonic spree?
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's
2: a joke for just 30-somethings. Thank I, you. They sound like they're about to paint a house.
0: That's yeah. Yuko Chino convinced herself that these measures were helping, but that didn't stop her real-life health issues in the slightest. As she got older and her health deteriorated, You could see her growing fear manifest itself in her prophecies. In the beginning of 2003, she received word, presumably from that fucking blabbermouth Audrey Hepburn, that worse things than secret Soviets were on the horizon. On May 15th, 2003, an alien planet called Nibiru would be passing through our solar system and its proximity to Earth would reverse our magnetic poles and cause massive earthquakes and tidal waves that would leave no survivors.
1: Now, Nibiru is a planet that gets referenced in a lot of conspiracy thought. Mm-hmm uh so it sounds like she's kind of taking that and making it her own
0: yeah she has a belief system that was started by takahashi in the 40s and then she developed it from the 70s to the early 2000s and so so far it is a mix of hinduism buddhism shinto state shinto christianity uh pseudoscience conspiracy theory and theosophy is is all of the things that combine to make it also she just kind of comes up with stuff daily Hmm. that she just throws in there Hmm. she's just kind of riffing it really also i love the massive earthquakes and tidal wave type doomsday Mm -hmm. because
1: those are gonna happen.
0: Well, I like trying to imagine explaining the danger of those things to like somebody from like Nebraska where you're like like there's gonna be earthquakes on a tidal wave and they're like what and what?
1: Oh tidal waves scare me way more than
0: earthquakes. One
2: hundred percent. They're so scary. <laughs>
0: if you if you ever go to San Diego, there's uh if you go to the beach where there are signs on the on near the water that say uh, tsunami evacuation route, and it just points the opposite way of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not a bit. <laughs> they're, no, they're, they're serious. Yeah, they're genuine signs, and I'm like, if you if you run towards the wave, you're a fucking moron, <laughs>
2: dude. Oh, no, the water's leaving. Come back. I'm yeah. from
0: Nebraska. And then they just oh, jump into geez. the wave.
2: Dude, legit, people, like if you come from a place and you don't know that stuff, like my friends came from India and there was a tornado warning in Milwaukee Oof. And they're just like hanging out by the windows Waiting for the tornado And I was like, what are you doing? Get away from glass And I had to explain to them Why it wasn't safe to just watch a tornado come
0: Conversely, uh, I, I was I got to watch Andrea's first earthquake And oh, she yeah. was just like, we're gonna die And I was like, this isn't I'm it's not even getting over. out of my chair <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: he wasn't worried at all And no. I was like, freak the fuck she out She was
0: like, what do I do? And I was like, uh, stand in the door if you Ooh. want I gotta finish writing this sentence please yeah. uh, and then we went outside and one of our neighbors was like well the thing about earthquakes is if it's gonna be bad you'll already be dead
1: yeah that's, <laughs> no that's true actually yeah,
0: thanks Ned as crazy as this prophecy sounded about a month after yuko chino's prediction she believed that evidence had floated into the tokyo bay from the bering sea
1: oh no. oh my god oh no tamo-chan
0: chan the beardy boy from the bering sea had found his way into an urban river because of the disorienting effects of earth's magnetic axis shifting in march yuko's gang of nerds hatched a plan to kidnap tama chan and then put him into a portable pool that they made out of a white van and an above ground. Well, actually, let me, a quote, high tech above ground pool. with a jacuzzi. It just looks like an <laughs> above ground pool that they put in a van and then painted white. That's what it looks like. <laughs>
2: is going to kill that seal.
0: I mean, I don't think they're going to put chlorine in it, but they're, I, I don't know be the how they're going to...
2: say, they don't seem like real scientists. No. So. Yeah, this is, this is true. This is the weirdest episode of Pet Detective.
0: <laughs> so early one morning, several white vans pulled up to the Tama River and a large group of cultists dressed in all white chased the seal with nets for about an hour. <laughs> However, they weren't able to come even close.
1: <laughs> yeah. Go, Tamo-chan, go! <laughs>
0: Tamo-chan never even tried to escape the Tama River <laughs> and showed no signs of being threatened.
2: He probably thought they were playing. He's like, this is hilarious. Y'all are <laughs> Give me that fish, it.
0: yo. You guys want to see my certificate of residency? <laughs> <laughs> the outrage caused by an attempt to kidnap Japan's favorite mammal brought Yuko Chino and her group to everyone's attention and people were fucking pissed. She- <laughs> <laughs> the public saw the group as the new Aum Rikyo that was ramping up at best and at worst they fucked with Tamachan and they had to die. I Whoa. mean
1: to compare them to Aum yeah, is a little bit of a stretch.
0: A lot of the older members of the Japanese authorities were like hey I remember when we were making fun of this group for being an anime club yeah. that was getting weird so maybe we should keep an eye on them which yes. is good. It was a good Idea makes sense. Um, the incident, wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, either way, the press relentlessly followed the group's parade of free candy vans and made sure to publicly repeat their supposed doomsday date, May 15th, 2003.
2: I just want to know why this candy smells like fish. (laughs) (laughs) I will not get in your van. (laughs) Um,
0: I do love your mustache though. What's your name, Tama?
2: (laughs) I oh. just
1: imagine them opening the back of the van and a bunch of them are just in the Jiggy
2: you are like, well, if we can't catch that seal, not nice. going to let an pool to let
0: this above ground pool go to I'm not going to let this high tech above ground pool go to waste.
2: I really hope they put on seal suits to try and catch the seal to like lure him in so it's just people in seal suits running trying to catch
0: the seal. They didn't, but they only listened to Kiss for- by a Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Kiss from a Rose. Damn it. I've
1: got nets for a seal that won't
0: come on may 14th the day before their supposed doomsday police stopped the group mid convoy and raided their vans (laughs) the incident was widely broadcasted and all of japan was able to see the group for what it really was a sick old woman leading a bunch of overzealous sci-fi nerds may 15th came and went without incident after their embarrassing end yuko chino led her group around japan staying briefly in rural areas before always being kicked out by the locals <laughs> towards the end of her life yuko wasn't even even able to leave her van on october 25th 2006 Hidemi masuyama known to her followers as yuko chino lost a long and unknowing fight to cancer
2: oh my god her
0: prophecies told the story of someone trying to justify their impending doom using some far out thoughts and theories her group has since faded back into obscurity and has likely disbanded or maybe it hasn't maybe history repeats itself and the group splintered off into a somehow more niche and weird sect and i guess only time will tell i suppose but the only thing we know for certain is that on a clear spring morning, just before the dawn, you can still hear the whooshing sounds of nets missing their targets <laughs> and the gentle whisper of the name, Tamachan.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: And that brings us to the end of our
2: episode. I love it. Do you know what kind of cancer she died from?
0: I do not know.
2: I mean, there are a lot of things happening here. Obviously, a lot of people that were near the bombings during world war Two later died of cancer so yeah. she might have been in that vicinity that might be part of oh, it Oh, of course um but it might
1: be overexposure to pool chemicals from riding in <laughs> an above <the laughs> pool in yeah, the back of a
2: van totally. no i was just wondering if it was like brain cancer if that was affecting her thinking in any way but.
0: i actually don't know uh there wasn't a lot of evidence on it because the other thing was is she just kind of died and then they drove around with her for a bit and were like what do we do <laughs>
1: Well, we got the pool, but like...
0: <laughs> That'll only keep her cool for a, fo- a few hours. <laughs> yeah. Plus Carl's in there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just glad Tomachan is safe.
0: <laughs> I love Tamachon so much. I knew it was the best way to frame the story narratively to like put Tomachan out there as a teaser at the beginning because uh. you guys were so invested in Tomachan. <laughs> Man. I love him. So this episode um is brought to you by Tamachan.
2: Uh yo
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I did uh ju- <laughs> to let you guys know just a little bit, uh Tamachan no longer lives in Tokyo. Um they don't know where he went, but there are other seals, same species too, bearded seals that now live there that people believe to be his offspring. Aww. So they're you know, Tamachan's legacy will go on
1: so you could say that he's like a sea fuck boy yeah dude <laughs> the tama of love mm.
0: um yeah if you want to support tama-chan you can go to his patreon at patreon.com slash podcast <laughs> <laughs> i'm technically a bearded seal give me a residency japan
2: no i'm the beard um hey thanks
0: baby uh we are also sponsored by our patreons coincidentally also at patreon.com slash cold podcast right um and this episode uh this week is brought to you by our patron um they said my gamer tag is usually ultimate cat lady and that thing where you do your first pet and street you grew up on so i am princess coyote
1: i was gonna say <laughs> i will challenge you for the for the, the crown of ultimate, ultimate cat, cat lady <laughs>
0: There you go. What? Okay. What are your qualifications for ultimate cat lady? Put the buttholes back. Oh, <laughs> that's pretty good.
1: Actually, no, because I only have one cat. I feel like if you're an ultimate cat lady, you have multiple cats. And currently, our apartment doesn't allow that.
0: I would not be surprised to learn that you are an exceptionally large cat that learned to speak English. Me? Yeah. Ooh. Did you say me or meow? Meow.
2: oh (laughs) Oh, no
0: i would not also be surprised to learn that i don't have a podcast and i'm hanging out with two cats in an abandoned (laughs) building perfect (laughs) um hey if you guys want to send me if you want to if you want to go to japan and catch me as a seal and then (laughs) ship it to me express please um although i don't know how well it's going to ship internationally right now you but... just got
2: to get a fan with a pool
0: yeah exactly That's not drive it here
2: <laughs> have you ever seen andre the sea lion <laughs> we have seals we just grab
0: one. i ain't i don't fuck with andre dude i'm team tamachar die fool
2: okay okay
0: uh if you want to send me your favorite seal and that can be your seal of approval the singer <laughs> seal um anything like that you can send that to my social media which is at mondo does stuff on twitter and instagram um and then you can just imagine that I did stand up, I guess, for the next three <laughs> months. just I just know that at some point I did tell jokes.
2: Uh, hey guys, Andrea here. I'm going to be doing some fun stuff because we're in quarantine. I ain't got shit else to do. So this week on my Instagram, if you follow me at Andrea Gazetta, I'm going to uh be doing a print giveaway of my little bunny rainbow prints. Ooh. So I'm going to do one every day. There's going to be the same kind of rules where like tag friends and every single day at midnight, well, or the next morning because I fall asleep before midnight sometimes, but I'll try to do it at midnight. I will draw a winner and give a print away. So be a part of that and tag friends and you'll get more entries and it's a whole thing. I'll share more about on my Instagram page I also will be releasing uh, some of my stand-up clips because I don't do stand-up anymore so I feel like if you guys are sitting around there are a bunch of people that are like oh no you did it for five years and I never got to come to a show (laughs) I will be releasing some of my favorite jokes and some more recent-ish stuff that I did that I liked and it can just be on the internet now and please enjoy it so I'll be releasing that on my uh, Twitter feed at sundress Comic and my other Instagram at sundress Comic and probably on Facebook too. So check it out. Uh, you can send
1: me uh, like cans of tuna. Just kidding. I'm not a cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, just kidding. Please send uh, those little Meow Mix crunchy snacks. Just kidding. Not a cat. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe balls that crinkle or some catnip. Mm. Um, hmm. uh, if you have adorable kittens... You can send pictures of them to me at Paige Wesley on Twitter, at Rampage Wesley on Instagram. I promise that I also used to do Uh, (laughs) stand-up. Seems like a distant memory. I know. (laughs) And I'm sorry to everyone that wanted to come to shows that got canceled because it's a zombie apocalypse. And um, yeah, we'll be doing some fun stuff here. And we're still going to do cult podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. we're working out ways to do it remotely and safely each other.
0: um and then possibly like some other fun stuff if you're not on the Facebook group now is the best time to join yeah uh, we're going to do some real fun stuff you can go to com and then go to the bottom and there is a link to our Facebook group specifically it's the best place to go you can look us up on Facebook directly um we're going to be doing some fun stuff there uh, I'm trying to do some fun stuff on Instagram. I'm answering questions and I'm sorry if I don't answer your question, I get a ton of them. Uh, I'm doing that. I'm going to try to do some other fun stuff, try and come up with some extra content for y'all. And, uh, just know that we love you in these trying times. Love you so much. And if you like us, you can follow us on Instagram, um, at Colt Podcast
1: or on twitter at cult podcast show i'm trying to post carb apocalypse things in multiple places
0: hell yeah dude uh you can also email us uh, which is the only safe way to communicate i guess uh, at cult podcast show at gmail.com mm-hmm.
1: and if you coughed on stuff that you need to send it to us don't <laughs> uh but if you have like tiny japanese seals that you can Ship, ship us live animals
0: Yeah do no. it
2: Please don't. don't Don't do that You don't have to send us anything But if you want to send masks To hospitals Yes, put, yes. Uh, Do that instead Do that We put a, a link In the cult Someone put a link In the cult yes. Cult podcraft group about how to sew masks and what the requirements are. So yeah, real talk. Instead
1: of sending us stuff this week, send masks to hospitals and be kind to the people around you without touching or breathing on them. Be
2: super nice to everyone that's still working right now, whether they're a healthcare professional or your grocery store employees. And stay the fuck inside. Yeah. Please stay inside. Please do. And
1: don't drink anything that somebody else had their mouth on. (laughs) I I feel like this goes without saying but just in case you were like confused or seal water or seal water or water from a pool that's been in a van
0: unless it's the singer seal and then also don't drink it right now
1: gross right yeah Yeah, because he could be contagious it depends
0: on when it was bottled
1: right check the expiration date Mm -hmm. and don't drink the Kool-Aid bye Bye. (laughs)